Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 85 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate first watch, rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over uh, season four, episode 19, Prodigy, aka That's No Moon, That's a Moon. (laughs) (laughs) Because they did that joke like three times. (laughs) I couldn't form mine, but it's something about like, uh, clap if you believe in fairies. Yes, I like that. Save Tinkerbell. Yeah. I was trying to figure out a way to do something with Owl City's fireflies. Oh. But I was like, this is too much work. This is too much work. It's too much work. I'm set. Alrighty, before we get into like the actual episode of Stargate, we're going to tell you about another episode oh, of yeah. a podcast of This Not Ours. We have a special treat. We do. So if you uh, if you like the sounds, the, the dulcet sounds of our voice, <laughs> the, the calming, the calming, <laughs> soothing sounds of our yeah, voices. Calming, yeah, that's exactly what I would that's call exactly our voice. what we are. You're in luck because you can hear us twice, twice, twice this week. <laughs> two, two. two. Two podcasts in one. one. Except it's not one. They're separate. But we merged with another podcast to create a mega episode. Dun, dun, dun. Cast. Um, so we were invited onto another podcast called For Geek's Sake to talk about Stargate and other things. Yeah. If you like hearing me rant about Star Trek, well, you're in luck. Uh, <laughs> um, and that will come out, uh, I think, Thursday of this yes. week. Yeah. Um, so you're hearing us hopefully on Tuesday. Uh, two days from now, you can hear us on For Geek's Sake. Also, fun fact, if you were ever, and I'm sure some of you were, curious as to images of a facial feature oh, yeah. that go along with these voices, they uh, record their podcast and put it up on YouTube yeah, as you, well. If you want those images shattered completely. Yeah, exactly. With the reality of I us. don't know what you think our faces look like, but you could either have your suspicions confirmed I or denied. only have two eyes. I, sometimes I'm like bummed that I'm not an alien and have some really cool features to my I face. do feel like people can guess that you may have dark hair at this point, I may point, have though. dark hair. <laughs> I don't look cyborgy as enough as I would like to. <laughs> I need to work on my movements and stiffen them up a People little bit. People may more. have gotten the idea that I have lighter hair from the, the Viking, <laughs> the Viking esque Scotland things. references yeah. we've made, but yeah, you can uh, you can see us there at for geek's sake. And um, then never again. And then never again. We did post one picture on Facebook, too. <laughs> As we go back into hiding behind the mask. <laughs> <laughs> we are not in front of camera people, ladies no. and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. For geek's sake, find it. It's pretty cool. They yeah. are. It's fun. We talk, like, Jumanji. We talk about Jumanji. We talk about Star Trek. We talk, Star Trek. We talk about black holes. Black holes. I uh, do my best to talk about DuckTales. As much as we can. Because <laughs> DuckTales. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Fun time. There's a lot of ranting. Yeah. It's like a tangent cast outside a tangent cast. And now, on with the show. And now, Stargate. So, Prodigy, we're looking at this yes. week. It first aired on January 24th, 2000. Written by... In the year 2000. 2000. 
Did I say 2000? I you meant did. 2001. You did. I think that's why I caught on to okay. the song. It's 2001. <laughs> uh, it was written... Kaylee knew that, which is why she voiced in right yeah. there. Uh, it was written by Brad Wright and Joe Malozzi and Paul Moly. <laughs> All the people. And directed by Peter DeLuise, but try as I might, I could not find the DeLuise cameo. You know, I did my best. I even... You know, I put down... My patented Grace watches TV while playing on her phone. Yeah. I put my phone down and I was like, this week I'm going to find Peter freaking Deloise. So if you could. Nothing. If you could spot the Deloise in this episode, please let us know because I rewatched it like three times. Could not yeah. find the Deloise cameo. If you find the Deloise, you win. Yeah. I don't know what you win, but you win. You win You're winning at life. Something. Yeah, you you win you win this episode. Yeah. You win a very free episode talking oh. about prodigy. <laughs> Boom. Uh, alrighty. So we have a couple guest stars. We have Bill Dow as uh Dr. Lee. Uh Bill's awesome. Yes. Um, I reckon is Doctor Lee the jerky doctor? No. Okay. No, no, no. Lee's the cool doctor. Got it. Got and it. And he's also really cool because we will see him again. Okay. Yes. Um, I like Lee's that. Lee's cool. Uh, the jerky doctor is Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> I promise to refrain from the Alexander <laughs> Hamilton jokes. I literally every time I see Hamilton <laughs> anywhere, start singing Hamilton. <laughs> I'm just gonna mumble it at you. And Grace knows I know the entire first <laughs> act and most of the second act. I'm by still heart. waiting for you to like get the mixtape down. <laughs> they have the I do not have the mixtape down, but they just came out with the the like uh, karaoke versions. <laughs> oh guys, oh guys. Guess what we're doing later? <laughs> Sing along. Um, anyway, so he, I know him, um, Bill Dow as Dr. Burks on X-Files, some oh. other stuff. What's really cool is he actually has a PhD, but in theater and classical mythology that he finished in 2013. How do you even get a PhD in theater? <laughs> what makes you decide that you need a PhD in theater? If you build it, they will like, come I because really, it's there. I need a, to be a doctor theater. Like, doctor theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I believe he teaches at the same school he got his degree from, Simon <laughs> Fraser University, which, fun fact, was the background for the Talon Homeworld. Nice. And sometimes the FBI headquarters next files, because so, why not? Yeah. All the things. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're the doctor of things. You get to do whatever you want. Um, also, Ivan Bartok is one of the cadets. He's like the cadet that first raises his hands. Oh, okay. He asks about Ten Dimensions. He is actually, um, at this point, I believe, RDA's assistant, but he does uh, go on to become, like, script coordinator for the rest of the seasons and EP assistant and directs webisodes for Universe and oh, Way so to that. go, bro. Way to work up the so, ranks. Oh, he completely works up the ranks. He's, he's right on. in there for the long run and pays his dues and is a cadet here. I'll take it. And becomes an officer <laughs> in the Stargate Force. <laughs> Star Force. Star Force. <laughs> um, that would be a good name. You know how there's Starfleet? This would be the Star Force Academy. Star Force Academy. That works well. We're making it up now. Making it. Or we're going to yes. join. <laughs> I'm going to so, get a PhD in Star Force Academy. <laughs> Dr. Grace. Dr. Grace. Where'd you get your degree? Star Force Academy. <laughs> That's a thing. And then run before people can ask run. more questions. Why does it look like your diploma was written with crayon? And then you go, bamboozle, <laughs> but you run. Poof, smoke bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're still there. Yeah. What it anticipates. You were supposed to leave. Was I yeah. supposed to leave? Oh, fuck, I always do this wrong. Oh, were you supposed to leave? <laughs> Someone was supposed to run. Um, but the sort of, the big guest star in this episode is only there for one scene. Uh, and most people probably didn't 
Maybe he's a. You can tell he's not a natural actor, but he yeah. does a really, really great job. Yeah. Uh, General Michael Ryan as General Michael Ryan <laughs> as himself, who was actually the chief of the Air Force, playing the chief of the Air Force. So it was a real stretch. <laughs> it was a real, it was stretch, a real for stretch for him. Yeah. Uh, he was he was a chief of staff for October of ninety seven to September of one. He plays, uh, you know, himself here. Uh, and apparently the story goes that RDA asked the general if there was really colonels like Jack, and Ryan replied, yes, and worse. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah. And my, not really a spoiler, but he's actually not the only Air Force chief of staff to visit the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, the show and the Air Force had such a great close relationship throughout the entire series. Um, I mean, it, it goes to show, like, you have to be pretty high regards of the Air Force for you to get a cameo. How many shows get a cameo of a member of the Joint Chiefs right. of Staff? That's really freaking cool. I, I Yeah. like The it's, fact that they watch it all and approve of it, I'd be like, I'm done. This is I the mean, greatest they thing had, ever like, they had, If I remember correctly, they had an Air Force, like, like not direct reference person mm. um, word, um... Uh, I know person what you're on for. staff that's to okay. go. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, um, a fact checker type person. Sure, and I'm blanking. It'll I come should to us later. Drink some more whiskey. Just um, keep drinking. I also finally got to in this episode because it's on the commentary. Play Grace the oh. lyrics to the Stargate theme song as sung by Joe and Paul. So let me tell you that last night I tried to memorize it and it's already left my mind. But I promise you guys there will be. A sing-along. Yeah. It's, Soon enough. It's great. I'm going to learn it. It's so I'm good. I'm going to learn it, and I'm going to sing it. Stop. I'm going to sing it all the time. Um, it's a great big world. Watch out for that. If you haven't listened to the lyrics of Stargate, please do. Just Google lyrics for the Stargate theme song. Yeah, it comes up pretty quickly. It comes up like the top thing. Alrighty. So, as we start this episode, again, I have to pause before we get into the actual episode. Someday we will start talking about the episode, I promise. This is the first scene of the episode. Mm -hmm. I just have to point out how much I love the very quick but very beautiful first hit of the episode with this beautiful ramp focus from oh. the homeroom on the map, which is clear, and, like, behind it is a light, and so it does this thing, and then they ramp focus to, like, the background's in focus, and the symbol is blurred as Jack walks in, like... That's absolutely true. Whoever that great did observation. that single camera shot gets my tarot word that's for like the episode. That's like a clap. Yeah, that's a, that's a golf clap, man. It was an absolutely stunning, yeah. beautiful just niche wonky thing. I love yeah. it. No, it was. It was. I like it. Tarot Award goes to whoever did that shot. Cameraman number four. Please <laughs> tell. I would really truly like to know who did that shot if if like, and I don't know if I'll ever find the answer, but it, I for some reason, I loved that. It was like the thing that stuck out to me most in the episode, because I'm weird. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Jack walks into Hammond's office Wanting to talk about the mission that's ridiculous when he's introduced to General Ryan. Uh-huh. The General Ryan. <laughs> Chief of Staff General Ryan. Yeah. Shouldn't there have been a memo or something? I like this. Okay, so here's my question about the memo thing. Uh, yeah. 
Is that an Office Space reference for him? I hope so. Because, so this would have been 2001. I think Office Space was like 99. Yeah. I I believe in my heart that, that Jack watched Office Space. Uh, he's like, what brings you, General, to our little secret base? Yeah. It is fun to watch Jack and get uncomfortable. Exactly. It just doesn't just happen. foot in mouth, don't I, words I are, Like, he stumble. might as well have been meeting a rock star. Yeah. yeah. It is about, yeah. For him, it, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but what brought the general to the base was the ridiculous mission. <laughs> uh, Hammond is hoping M4C862 can become a permanent research station. By the way, it starts with an M instead of a P because it's a moon oh. and not a planet. Yeah, that's right. So Jack is still stunned that the general's here. The general's read a lot about Jack from Hammond's reports, which Jack is hesitant about for a second because he knows what's in those reports. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking that that can't be good, but the yeah. general does like his work. And we get this <laughs> we get this beautiful line. Thank you, sir. I like yours. Your your Air Force. Yeah. The Air Force. I love the Air Force. <laughs> and Hammond's like, stop talking now. You're an idiot. You're <laughs> such an idiot right stop, now. Stop talking. It's like a terrible first date. It's so you're bad. you're pretty. <laughs> he might as well have just told him he was yeah, pretty. You're, you're pretty. <laughs> um so I, we learned that Sam and Daniel got out of this mission. Sam by giving a lecture at the Air yeah. Force Academy in theoretical astrophysics, and Daniel is just somewhere off world somewhere. We just, you know, give him a long leash today. In reality, prepping to direct a future episode. I know, you Truth. know, I was a little bummed to not see Daniel for an episode. But he is actually prepping. Michael Shanks is going to direct a future episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. So, I mean, to be fair, there's a there lot isn't of enough actors going on. that yeah. direct episodes and are still on episodes. I mean, but no, get it together, Shanks. He does do a really cool episode, <laughs> so I'll give him credit. Yeah. Because it's a cool episode coming up. Anyway. Yeah. We head to the Air Force Academy, uh, which would be easy for Sam to lecture at because it's in the same city as Cheyenne Mountain. <laughs> Cheyenne Mountain is south of town. The Academy is just north of town. Easy as pie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and she's in front of a whiteboard filled with maths talking about ten dimensions. Uh, she knows the ideas are a little bizarre, but they'll open up the entire universe that wormholes and hyperspace space seem like science fiction, but the future is a lot closer than you might think. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Stargate, Stargate. Stargate, Stargate. What's the dance for Stargate? See, in my head, it's like a hula hoop motion. It's just, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like when you dance, but you can't like when you're in a wheelie chair and yeah. just the bottom wheelie chair moves. You don't want to wheel across the room because then your boss gets mad at you. Well, you have to be able to, to dance while still typing. So yeah. it's like, it's, you know, there's that, there's that line of, in you know, it's sort of not hundred percent true, but the reason sort of, you know, Irish step dancing is the whole oh, yeah, the body. bottom half doesn't, yeah. Because then when you have like the half doors, you're dancing, but you can't see you're dancing. It's kind of the same thing. Like your butt is dancing uh, yeah. and you can't tell from above the, the dance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what the exactly Stargate dance is. <laughs> Done. Anyway. Important things, guys. We figured out the Stargate dance. Okay, guys. But not in. even drunk yet. <laughs> <laughs> buckle in. This is probably the most intimidating science according to Stargate that I've ever done before. Dun, and I think dun, I've dun. psyched myself out for this one. Uh, string theory edition. Woo! Okay. I. This is like one of those things where I'm like, it would be really cool if I talk about string theory. And then at the same time, we finally get to talk about string theory. And I'm like, ah! oh my God, we're talking about string theory. Because uh, this is a huge thing and it's extremely complicated and Kaylee agrees mm -hmm. okay so string theory everyone's heard of it yes it is a giant umbrella term okay so there is multiple subdivisions of string theory okay so some very she talks about 10 dimensions here in her speech 
So some string theory versions okay. have 10 dimensions. Mm-hmm. Some have 11. Some have like 26. Oh, okay. But these dimensions aren't the same as the ones you know. Length, width, height, time. Those are like sort of the standard physical dimensions that we deal with. These are like compact, curled up, like sub, like they're not, they're not dimensions in the same sort of realm. Not in the way that we understand them. Yeah. Okay. And like when you hear the term hyperspace, that's like another name for these extra dimensions. Okay. Like these extra dimensions in string theory and hyperspace, kind of the same deal. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. The, like the I'm, little I'm with you, pockets so curled up in each other. Got it. Okay. So the idea um, that the strings in the term string theory come from ideas that, so we know everything is made up of particles. Yes. These little points. So in particle physics, they're actually little one-dimensional points. In string theory, those one-dimensional points are actually strings. What you're seeing is like, the end point of a string. Okay. That you just can't see the rest of in normal space. Because we're only seeing it from one specific From, dimension. like, the end. Like, say, okay. say you have, like, a, a string and you're looking at it and it's going straight out behind itself. So all you see is, like, the end it's of like the It's like looking rope. at the round end, the circle end of yes, a spaghetti. exactly. Okay. And so the rest of it's going back and sometimes it's, like, curled and makes a full loop. But oh. you still only see the end point, and sometimes right. it's like goes back and it's open. Okay, but that's sort of the the idea of straight play spaghetti and cook spaghetti. Yes, yeah, here you go. <laughs> um, but if you're able to get so from from what we look at it, we still just see it's a point. Right, we just see the point, but yeah. all those points are connected to other things. So, and it's because there's the the idea that they're strings is they can also sort of vibrate. Okay. So, which is where, if you've heard things like gravitons, which okay. would carry a gravitational force, which is a big deal when we sort of, it's, that's like a big next thing to sort of really nail down these gravitational forces. Okay. These vibrations in these strings would be the waves of those would carry the gravitational force. Okay. Okay. So. So it's like we're seeing the long end of a guitar neck. Yes, exactly. I got it. Okay. So, and then those strings can vibrate. Right. And those vibrations of those strings. So that's the music of the guitar is essentially these gravitational. Exactly. Okay. I'm and with that's, you. and that's something that, that is like the, one of the next big things is to really nail down these gravitational forces that these vibrating and strings to them. carry. Okay. Yeah. I dig that. So you And heard- I can understand it too, because the curled up ones are like when your string breaks. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So if you've also heard the term grand theory of everything. Okay. Yes. Okay. So string theory is a candidate for this grand theory of everything. Okay. And what that is is that we don't have one theory that works on both the grand general relativity movement of galaxies and black holes and everything and that also works on the quantum field individual particles and quarks and subatomic so the big and the small the big and the small we have theories that work for one or the other but what we don't is things behave differently between those two scales 
Got it. So the grand theory of everything is trying to find one theory that bridges those. And string theory is one of the major contenders okay. that could bridge these two scales. Okay. Okay. Because then you have these these tiny little strings on the subatomic side that would the ripples of them would cause effects on the grand scale. So it's like finding the tiny Legos that make up the giant yes. Legos. Okay. Don't step on. We're looking for the... I figured if we walk around at night long yeah. enough, <laughs> yeah, we'll we just, should step on the yeah. grand and, and unifying curse each other out. theory yeah. Lego. Got it. So, so a, yeah. It's a field that's being studied now. It's uh, We're constantly making changes. You know, I talked about... On the, for geek's sake, I talked about, you know, we've, we've observed these two supermassive black holes that are orbiting Super each other. Supermassive black, Super black, black holes. Okay, we then. found <laughs> earlier binary black hole systems that have, like, collided into one another and create these these um, gravitational waves. Like, okay. that's going directly into part, that affects people's string theory research. Right, because gravitational waves are the music, yeah. again, that we talked about that the strings yep. make. Okay. So, so that would support this, the idea of string theory. Yes, and they're trying to. It's basically it's, it's more of we know the gravitational waves exist. Okay. What we're trying to do is figure out like what exactly ever all the details about them. Okay. So it's more of string theory is a possible way of connecting everything still. Okay. Okay. So um, the theory sort of came about in the seventies, um, and all these different types of string theory evolved. Oh. Of different branches of the same tree. Like, Whoa, some okay. person came, like, this concept has come up with, and then a bunch of people sort of took that idea and ran with it in different directions. Okay. Um, <laughs> like different strings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that kind of sort of changed in 1995 when they were brought together and they started to be thought of as different sides of the same coin. So those tree branches kind of merged back together. Okay. Um, and that is M theory. Oh. Which is another term that is thrown around that's... Uh, I think string theory is more commonly known, but there's also M-theory. Yeah, M-theory is not anything I've ever heard of before. Yeah, and so it's kind of where some people think that they're different theories, when in reality they're sort of the same. They're sort of a different name for the same thing. Okay. Where M can stand for magic or mystery or membrane. Or magical mystery membrane. Magical mystery membrane, <laughs> according to Edward Witten, who first proposed it. And I should say, it's M could stand for membrane because... There's a whole other side of this where those strings uh-huh. that shoot out, like what's there's a thing called a brain, like not right. like not like a membrane brain, not like in your head brain. Uh-huh. Um, that basically is like if you think about it as a sheet of paper and all those strings are coming down, they sort of meet at the same plane. Okay. Okay. So. So so they would all some somehow be. Supporting the same membrane. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, it's almost like it's holding the membrane up, kind got of, it. or they're hanging off the membrane. Okay. And that's still like that's not a dimensional thing, the same way you think of it. But it's there are these things it's in string idea. theory, yeah, okay. called brains, and hence why membrane could brain. be the M brain. Yeah. Uh, so Whoa. my favorite person to break down string theory for you is uh, Mishaku. Ke- I always butcher his name, and I always feel bad. That's okay. He's busy thinking about Mishiyu Kaku. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I always just call him Kaku. But uh, Mishio Kaku okay. is, he's, he's to me, he should be as well-known as Neil deGrasse Tyson. Whoa. He's fantastic. He breaks things down beautifully. Um, 
He has a great lecture online called Universe in a Nutshell, I believe is what it's called. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's part of the Floating Universe Lecture Series. Okay. Um, listen to it, guys. He's he's a fantastic person. He breaks things down beautifully. He has some amazing books. Um, and this is sort of one of the things that he focuses on of, of bringing is, is this, you know, string theory and this level of cosmology. This is the most I've ever understood string theory, and my brain is melting. <laughs> I'm pretty certain this it's is like melt. This is like... The barely surface. My brain is ice cream. This is like <laughs> the barely surface. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's why I was like, I almost freaked myself out trying to talk <laughs> about string theory because I was like, there's so much that I could cover. Um, but yeah, it's it's a like people dedicate their entire lives to just a subset of string theory. Like it's a huge. Well, it's the entire meaning of everything. It's it's yeah. So it's not like it's a big deal or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just what everything 42. is. String theory is forty two. Yeah, done, <laughs> done. <laughs> forty two. So, um, is anyone else's brain tired? My brain is tired. <laughs> um, but look, look up Kaku. He's really cool. Um, K A K U. Okay. Um. He's really cool. He's he's fascinating to listen to. He's really great to listen to. He's just sort of as passionate, as dynamic as Neil deGrasse Tyson or or like a Bill Nye. I'll take it. Um, but he gets like more nuanced. He breaks things down really well. I'm going to try it, but I'm not convinced that I'm going to understand Well, it. I will say this. is <laughs> He also, in this lecture, he's like the, uh, because science on Nerdist, right. he is like, there's things re- drawn next to him. Oh, I'd like that. There's I like things pictures. Drawn. Pictures work. Pictures. There's pictures in the lecture. Yeah. It's not just him at a desk. It's like produced. He's like on white. Yes. He's like drawn thing. Like there's things drawn. It's really good. That was amazing. Yes. That's a slow clap. That's good. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty, some guys, point, guys, we made it through string theory. Some point I'll come back with string theory part two. We made I'm, it through string. I'm damn fucking sure Sam comes Ready? back to string theory. I think, some we, point. I think we pause for a drink. Alrighty, Slancha. Mm. That's right. We made you guys wait for us. Yeah, deal we did. with it. I'm not even editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're supposed to take a drink too. Yeah, <laughs> whatever water, coffee, or alcohol that you have with you. We don't judge. <laughs> um, so after Sam's lecture, mm-hmm. uh, a cadet comes up to the board and points on an error in Sam's equations. Now I will say that before she even comes up to the board, I'm like, "Who's this girl? She's not even clapping for Sam." I know. <laughs> She's sitting there going, no. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, easy there. But yeah. <laughs> um, and and the teacher kind of brushes her off and says that, you know, she should graduate before she starts criticizing the world leader in the field of astrophysics. But, I mean, Sam's like, she's right. Yeah. There, there is an error in the math. Although I would credit to Sam just transposed it wrong and her original math is correct because here's she's how in- fucking Samantha Carter. Here's how intimidated I was by that math. Yeah. I just kept looking at it going, look, it says Riru, Riru. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just diverted to as young as I can remember. And then in my head, it was like, it's like a little old-timey ambulance. It's like, wee, wee. <laughs> And I was like, come back to me when there's other things happening. But one was one was re plus you and one was ru re minus, minus ru. So then it was re ru re ru or ru re ru re. And then it was a record scratch. <laughs> and credits. Yep. 
Alrighty. <laughs> so on the we're like half hour in and we've gotten to credits. All right, let's pick up the okay. base. So on a moon, major major gruff. Yeah. I think major griff uh, is yeah. is she's he's gruff. We don't see him anymore. It's okay. Uh, is handing over command to Jack. He's clearly tired and overleading this stupid science yeah, mission on like, a stupid I like moon. Being on this moon. Since stupid Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton. That's my <laughs> one Hamilton reference. I had to do it. There's a guy named Hamilton. <laughs> What's your name, man? Hamilton. It's been a long day, guys. <laughs> we normally record in the morning. We're now yeah. recording after we've been at work. With each other. <laughs> With each other. For nine hours. <laughs> Which normally doesn't happen. There's no. a reason they separated us. Yeah. Uh, they, to, me, to their credit, they left us there alone. <laughs> they left us there alone. <laughs> They're like, we can only have two people there. I was like, this is a good time to stick those two there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Hamilton is an asshole. Yeah. Big asshole. Yeah, the uh, biggest. He's impatient, doesn't have social skills in groups, clearly seems like he has a beef with the fact that the Air Force is, like, overseeing his mission because they're the reason he got to go the, to a yeah, moon. The reason that you get this mission to begin with is because of the Air Force. Yeah. You really should not bite the hand that feeds. Shut up. Yeah. So, Jack is clearly not enthused for this mission either. Yeah. Uh, he'll make the best of it. It's basically, like... This, listening to the scientists talk, and I see Jack's face, I'm like, this is like a jock's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he just, he wants to be anywhere but here. Yeah. You know yeah. that pond with no fish? <laughs> so back at the Air Force Academy, we see a, Paul of Paul, a photo of Paul Mooley, actually, on the desk there. Um, and on General Kerrigan's desk, he oh. welcomes Sam in. He counts her lecture impressive and successful since no one fell asleep. <laughs> and uh, Sam goes, you know, that's pretty legit thing to think yeah, of because they're college kids. They're college kids. I've been there. Sometimes <laughs> I consider it a success if I don't fall asleep through a lecture. <laughs> it's like, I'm here. I'm awake. I'm totally that's awake. That's all you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Physically, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and, and awake. And she says that, you know, Cadet Haley caught her eye. Uh, <laughs> Kerrigan hands her a paper of Haley's titled Towards a New Cosmology of Multiple Realities, <laughs> which is graded with a big red D. Whoa. Uh, and he says that once you brunch the chip off her shoulder, he says that she remi- he reminds or she reminds Kerrigan of another bright young cadet who came through a couple years back. Apparently her SAT scores are even higher than Sam's was. Yeah, I didn't realize you could go past perfect. Because in my brain, (laughs) Sam's got a perfect score. Um, And as it so often happens, uh, Haley is too smart for her own good. Yeah, anyone at that age who has that kind of brain is probably too smart for their own good. Yes. Being the age that I am now, which is not straight out of high school. (laughs) I know that. Yeah. Um, You know, she's not challenged enough for her at the academy. She's bored. She doesn't see what's ahead of her. You know, she's great at all the things she has to be great at, but... Like, there's nothing beyond that. She, you know, he really doesn't see that she has what it takes to cut out to be an officer. Mm. So Sam's like, I'll talk to her. So back on the moon, Hamilton is just annoyed at Jack, as he will be for the entire episode. uh, (laughs) Since he's telling, Jack is telling Hamilton that you have, he has to wait while Teal'c and him do a survey of the cave network. Mm. Once we figure out it's okay, then you can go. And now Jack has no fucks whatsoever for your timetable. <laughs> yeah. No cares. Um, both of them love each other and get along with such great ease. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, clearly going to go have beers after this. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. They get along real well. Uh-huh. They have lots to talk about. Yeah. It's just gabbing the whole time. They're going to play a game of cornhole. Yep. They're going to, you know, fish in that pond. Yep, yep. 
Uh, it's going to be good times, guys. Good times. Gonna... I see your friendship brewing. Mm-hmm. Smell, what is it? The beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yep. <laughs> so back in the lab at the Air Force Academy, Sam interrupts Haley, who is playing with lasers with not a shark in sight. <laughs> Damn it! There's no. How do you play with lasers on a shark? At least like a pr- paper shark. Just put, at least pretend that you like have the shark there that will eventually be there, like a prop shark. Yeah. A little, a little tiny toy. Just a little fake shark. Just to indicate that the future, this will be on a shark's head. Just a little baby shark. <laughs> baby shark. <laughs> so you just make a little shark motion with your hands. Exactly. At least something. You play with. something to indicate that eventually Sharks. this laser. Will Lasers. go on top of a shark's head. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sam wants to talk to her about her cosmology paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got a D because, well, it was a, maybe an interesting paper. That wasn't the assignment. Bro, yeah. You were supposed to talk about the War of 1812, <laughs> and instead you went on about cosmology and multiple realities. That's not even close it's to It's not what even the same subject. Um, it's like the episode of Gilmore Girls where Rory couches one paper yeah. with another class's information because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like, I don't have time to do two things. Uh, and, and Haley's like, well, you know, no offense, the assignment was lame. And we're like, who cares? Yeah. You're in college. You don't get to decide that shit. You don't shit. get to decide what, yeah, it's all lame. All of it's pretty fucking lame. <laughs> yeah. And you deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam did read it, and it was intriguing, uh, based on a ton of unfounded assumptions, like mm-hmm. that matter can travel both ways through an open wormhole. Yeah. And Haley's like, well, until someone shows me a real wormhole that can only go one way, Sam's like, that's not that's not the point. Yeah. Trust me, that's not the point. I love that, um, you know, as impressed as Sam is with this girl, mm-hmm. she... You know she treats she treats her pretty harshly. Like, she does. She she shakes her into reality. She's not doing her any like she doesn't baby her in any no, sense. Of the way no. she's not like this was great and beautiful. She's like this isn't what was asked of you. And I love later on when we get to the scene where she's like, "Who the hell do you think you are?" There's such a beautiful <laughs> approach. It yeah. Is. Yeah, it's that tough love that works really well in this case. And mm. because, let's be honest, Sam knows this girl inside and out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I love that this is who Sam is. She's this tough woman who's yeah. like, I'm going to teach you to be this tough by being this tough. Well, it's you. also Sam's like, I was you. Yeah, you don't impress me. Yeah, like, you don't yeah. impress me because I was you. Yeah. I know exactly how your brain works yeah. right now. <laughs> um. I, I kind of like this better than, like, the I'm going to take you under my wing yeah. in the classic way. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is so much cooler. Uh, and Haley then gets annoyed at Sam because Sam is making assumptions as well that Sam is right and Haley is wrong. Yeah. And Sam's like, look, princess, <laughs> uh, the paper is way beyond anything you should be doing here at the Academy. And that's awesome if you want to get street cred and all that shit for being smart. But you still do the assignments. Yeah. If you want to do an extra paper on the side, go for Have it. Have fun. Yeah. You just have to do the assignment. But get your shit together. Put your shit in a in backpack. A backpack. <laughs> so it's together. Get your shit together, Haley. Uh, and then Haley has to be dismissed uh, with a Slytherin smear so she yeah. can go to class because <laughs> clearly Haley is Slytherin. She's totally Slytherin. There may have been a hat stall between Ravenclaw and Slytherin, but she clearly just oh, yeah. rolled her way onto Slytherin. Yeah. I'm um, for it. As did Hamilton, by the way. <laughs> uh, not the good there Hamilton. There was no hat stall there. No, not the, well, I meant just right straight oh, to yeah. Slytherin. And not yeah. the good Hamilton, by the way. The show's crappy Hamilton. I'm all for hat stalls. <laughs> yeah, you I are like a hat stall. I'm definitely a hat stall. Uh, the hat was like, I, yeah. like, the hat wasn't even on my sorting hat when it's just like, you just saw me coming. That, just just go to Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw yeah. Just go. Mine keeps going back and forth. I'm so confused. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> my Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. <laughs> I did say that Hufflepuff was my second. 
It's like way yeah. down there, but it is my second, which I didn't know if it would be a Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. I think that because my heart wants Hufflepuff so hard. Mm. I would put you in Hufflepuff. Yeah. Oh, I'll put you in Hufflepuff in a second. Unless it felt like I needed to be I mean, in Gryffindor for some reason. Honey Badger. I do, yeah. Honey Don't Badger want a you. damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the problem is I like adventuring a lot. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm like, just put me in the library and I'll be happy. <laughs> Give me a scotch in the library and you'll never see me again for the rest of your life. It's like, I'm pretty happy to be a Hufflepuff, but what's that thing over there? It's funny. <laughs> I'm going to follow it. So back on the moon, Jack and Teal kept checked out the caves. Uh, they were dark. Yeah. Uh, no subterranean monsters this time. Uh, and Jack uh, sort of really wanted something to be there because he's bored shitless. Yeah, yeah. Can you blame him? Yeah. As if on cue, little fairy lights show up. <laughs> and they go, like, through a tree. And you, like, quietly hear an Owl City song playing in the background. <laughs> You're really trying. You could not aren't you? believe your eyes. <laughs> You're trying so hard. William Fireflies <laughs> attack the shit out of you and our people. Okay, I'm dead. <laughs> attack the shit out of you. <laughs> that was, t- that, can we change? the lyrics like keep the same like style yeah it's all light and it fluffy is. and pretty yeah but about death yeah that works well so my not favorite drunk. my favorite death songs are the happy yeah, peppy I'm, ones I'm, yeah I'm not so drunk. back in the lecture hall sam is waiting to talk to monroe the the teacher the lecture room teacher yes uh and you know there's a thing bugging about sam about Haley's paper the math didn't make sense mm. unless you allowed for variations in the speed of light which is a universal consist constant universal constant unless you expand the frame of reference to include multiple universes. Guys, I was gonna do a science current target on this, but my brain is spent too much time on the string theory part. It's okay. We'll come back to you another time. Well, t- yeah. Speed of light to frame of reference. Uh, trust me, it'll come up again. Don't let's, worry. Let's it's put a pin Stargate. in that. We'll put a pin in that to steal from another podcast. <laughs> uh, and then we never come back to it. At least I won't. <laughs> no, I'm never going to. I mean, I will. It's speed of light and Stargate. They talk about every other episode. No. Um. So without realizing it, Sam thinks that Haley intuitively arrives at a new way of looking at cosmology. Mm. So sometimes we see what looks like a cause following an effect, but really it could be a normal cause and effect, but it's spilling over from a parallel universe, causing to overwrap. Again, I was going to talk about this and I didn't get around to it. Bro. So sometimes we have at least in this paper she had what was looking so normally you have a, you have you have a cause and mm-hmm. then you have an effect causality cause yeah and effect i spilled my beer so therefore the beer is all over mm-hmm. so she's talking about in cases where you see the spilt beer mm-hmm. before the glass gets spilled right and so she, you know she came up with this idea and this is what sam explaining is like well what if that beer fell in an alternate universe Right. And that's what's causing. Yeah, it's kind of like any, really, it's like any type of research. Because you, yeah. you talk about this a lot in, 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 in social research, too. It's like what you think is a before and after is actually an exactly. outlying cause yeah. that you don't see. Okay, that makes sense. So, but Sam is thinking that, like, this is now a new way of seeing things that okay. even Sam hadn't thought about before. Cool. Um, and, and Monroe is like, well, then you have to make the assumption that the realities overlap. And Sam's fairly confident that they do. <laughs> Because reasons. But I can't tell you why I'd have to kill you. Yeah, with my Zach gun. But uh, I never said that. <laughs> Either way, Monroe's like, you know, look, um, it's no longer my problem because she got into a fight this morning with another cadet and she's going to be expelled. Bro. 
Yeah. You can't keep yourself together for like a day. To be fair, she does have good cause, we find out. She does. She I mean, does. she does it for an honorable reason. Yeah. Ish. Yes. I, listen, it's one that is explainable. Absolutely. It's one you can relate to. Well, you know what? I think that does that entire situation tells you that she has heart. Yes. She's not just this know-it-all. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have to peel back the layers. She's, She's an, an onion. onion. <laughs> You're a pig. <laughs> so back on the moon, <laughs> Hamilton is going to start investigating the new little light, cre- light fairy creatures. Yeah. Uh, Lee is like, I don't know about this. Yeah. This um, may not be the best idea we've ever had. But Hamilton's like, I didn't come halfway across the galaxy to wait for permission to do my job. Yeah. Um, but no, Jack walks in. Clearly you didn't hear him when he said, under no uncertain terms, not the heck yet. Yeah. Uh, I love that he goes like tough guy, but still says heck. Yeah. He's like the puppy in that meme. He's like, heck this. Heck it. Um, and uh, he's like, look, they can pass through solid matter. Like matter. Yeah. They pass through shit like this exist. Like we don't have a defense for that. Yeah. So why don't you just hold your horses? It's a very simple explanation. We can't fix it. You can't have it. And, yeah. and we get into this really interesting moment where Hamilton blames him for being quote unquote typical military thinking that if you don't understand something you assume that's a threat and jack's like yeah yeah that yeah <laughs> that's how life works until we can determine that there's no threat i'm kind of going to assume that that's a threat yeah when you live in life or death situations that's pretty much how you stay alive like, how much shit do you think jack has seen on every other planet yeah. <laughs> this is from experience right right um and uh so hamilton took this assignment under the impression that he would be in charge mm-hmm. jack's like yeah you are in charge of the other scientists. <laughs> Not of this whole mission. See how I outrank you? See how that works? <laughs> Does it say Colonel anywhere on my uniform? Yeah. <laughs> and then Teal's like, no, actually, no, actually. You don't shut know. your mouth, Teal. <laughs> Nobody asked you. Um, so Hamilton tries to take a stand saying that he isn't qualified to decide what they can or can't do around here. And Teal basically just tells him this. Just don't even try. Here's, here's Sit what down I don't and shut understand. up, you child. You're literally in another fucking universe <laughs> right now. Well, same galaxy. Right, you're yeah. right. I'm wrong there. But you're in another fucking... You're not on Earth anymore. No. You are no longer on the Situations realms of anything you have ever different. studied or known. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think maybe the rules change a little? Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But I just love how Tilk's yeah. just like, you're a child. Shut yeah, up. you should stop. I was doing this before you were born. Yeah. Don't even try. <laughs> and then Jack calls him Rocco, which I'm going to assume is a Godfather reference. I don't know it. I'm thinking it's a Godfather Guys, reference. I've never seen the Rocco. I think Rocco is like a, like, he's like a body man, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm whispering because I've never actually seen Godfather either. Shh, it's never happened. They can't hear us right now, right? No, there's okay. nothing. In, no, cool. it's never happened. So, back at the Air Force <laughs> Academy, Kerrigan explains to Sam that Haley was trying to train underclassmen because she was, you know, she needed her physical fitness test up. Mm. When another cadet made a derogatory comment about the first one, oh. and Haley's like, stop. And then he didn't, so then Haley broke his nose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she said it nicely once. Yeah. And well, more do you want? Sam was probably cheering a bit on the inside. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, I probably would have done yeah. the same. I'm with you. Uh, but know that I can't go unpunished. But also, like, she knows that Haley is too brilliant for the airport to lose. Right. 
So Kerrigan's like, well, look, we aren't ha- here to make advancements in theoretical physics. We're here to defend the country. And Sam's like, well, those aren't mutually yeah. exclusive goals. <laughs> but one thing leads to the other yeah. thing. So one you should thing do the thing. One thing leads to another. <laughs> something, something. No, I don't know. Something, something. That's all the song I can think of right now. <laughs> um, she's referring, you know, Kerrigan's like, you're referring to that deep space radar analysis research project you have up there in Cheyenne Mountain, huh? Like, I totally buy your story. Yeah. Because no one buys your story. But we know better than to ask more questions. And he he does know that if Sam's involved, it's high priority. Right. Um, So they bring Haley in, and Sam asks her, point blank, who the hell she thinks she is. Again, I love her approach to her. Yeah. She's not like, hey, there's stuff here. Let me reason with you and level and be cool. She's not like, I'm going to be cool with you because I know where you've been. She's just like, fuck off. Yeah. And then sees how she responds to it. And she's like, and and Sam continues, like, those rules and regs, they apply to everyone but you, right? Right. And, And like, what's the point of chain command when you're smarter than your superiors? And she goes, look, the door's open. You can leave. Quit. Go home. It'd be, you know, go. And Haley stands her ground. She's not going to fucking quit. Yeah. And Sam's like, good. (laughs) Uh, And Kerrigan flat out tells Haley that he thinks she has shown a remarkable inability to be a functioning member of the United States Air Force. But (laughs) Sam has a future in mind for her. And he respects Sam. So he's not going to kick her out. Yeah. He gets all, you get all the rest of the punishment. You're just not getting kicked out. You get yeah. a second chance. Mm-hmm. So later in the hallway, Sam asked what Haley was thinking, breaking the nose of an upperclassman. And she goes, swing high, <laughs> which is a pun because aim high is the Air Force right. motto. <laughs> I love that part because there's, to me, that means that not only is she very Sam-like, yeah. she's got a little bit of Jack in there too. <laughs> and Sam's like... I've heard that one from Jack. It's not a Why does it feel familiar? And I'm still you not laughing. You know Jack has made that joke yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> Sam wants to know why Haley has an issue with her. Why, what's your beef with me? Right. Punk. And she goes, well, it's because the day I walked through these doors, there have been comparisons to the great Samantha Carter every single day. <laughs> I hear your name every day. You have the highest marks in every class I've ever taken. You've won every award I've ever been up for. And Haley can never measure up. Yeah, it's got to suck to live in the shadow of anyone. It does. Let alone someone that But at awesome. the same time, Sam lived in the shadow of someone. Yeah, that's true. Sam lived in the shadow of someone. And you know what? If Haley does beat these marks and gets these awards, then the next person will be in Haley's shadow. And the other thing is, too, is it gives you something to strive for. It's exactly. like, hey, this has been done, so you can do it, Exactly. Um, and and Sam's just like, what? That's like that's it? The first time in your life you came to a place and you're not the best and the smartest automatically at everything, so you just quit? Suck it up, fucking princess. Yeah. And I kind of... I kind uh, This... It's like... I kind of understand Haley. Okay. Because I know I happen to be someone who a lot of things tend to come, na- the basics of things yeah. come naturally to. Okay. Um, and if I can't figure something out fairly quickly, at least the basics of it, I do get frustrated. Right. So I can kind of see what Haley's mindset is. But there is. is something to mastering that. There is. There is. There's something to mastering that, to to working beyond that frustration. Yes, but it's like if it's a new program or a new skill or like like a new hobby or a new something, and if I don't at least sort of 
get the basics of it quickly, I uh-huh. kind of just get frustrated and put it down. Yeah. And, like, kind of get mad at it yeah. and get really short-tempered for a while. But see, that's the thing. Wouldn't it be great to learn to work through that? It would. And I try. Doesn't say it's easy, but I'm just saying I get, yeah. I get, I get where it's coming from. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so... Haley doesn't quite see this exciting future that Sam has all planned out for her. You know, she okay. kind of just sees her future as flying transport planes. <laughs> and <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's like, no, it's something more incredible than you can ever imagine. Yeah. And she's like, yes, ma'am. And then walks off. But looks back. Like the Hulk. <laughs> See, every time I hear it, I see the Scrubs theme. And once they point out in the show the couple times meta that that's the tune that they play whenever something happens, you then realize that's the exact tune they play multiple times an episode. Good to know. Anyway, so back on the moon. It's a moon. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton is going out again um, about how much he doesn't like having to work with military. He can't, he can't get his science on. Uh, and then the little glowy lights flies in. And he tells Bill to get the camera. Uh, but then it's gone again. And they go on a wild like, fairy and chase. And get my mason jar with the holes on top. <laughs> <laughs> they go on a, a wild fairy chase. Uh, and it continues <laughs> to fly around past the camera. They run after it while radioing Jack and Teal. And everyone else runs after it. Everyone's out running after it. Uh, and where they get where they are, they get to a point. They're yeah. all in the same place now. Whoa, that was really deep when they get <laughs> where they are. <laughs> There's a whole swarm of them, and Hamilton is standing amongst them as happy as can be. <laughs> yeah. He's as happy as a pig in a mud pile. He's he's a hippie. He's like yeah. a drugged up dirty he's like hippie. A, he's yeah. like, bro, this is so cool. I'm <laughs> on with the universe. Ow. And he's like, they're totally harmless. And you can tell on the look in Jack's face, he's like, I ain't buying it. It's kind of like a beekeeper, like, no, it's totally safe to be right here. Yeah, yeah. It's totally safe. Just keep <laughs> down. Whereas I'm milk. looking at that going, fuck no. that. No, thank no, you. No, no, I'll be yeah. over here. Yeah. So back at the SGC, Haley's in the briefing room, but the blast door is down, so she can't know what's behind that blast door. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. What's behind door number one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sam is trying to convince Hammond to let her just preview what's out there for Haley. Just yeah. let me give her a That's taste. That's such a risky move. It is. I'm still not convinced that that was a good move on Sam's <sighs> part. Yeah. We'll come back to that. And and Hammond isn't buying it. No. Nope. Um, and Sam's like, look, she passed her security check. She already signed non-disclosure. She's a perfect candidate for SGC, and she's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, and now, the one thing I will... I do fully trust that Haley would keep the secret, though. I just don't know. Oh, she's such know? a loose cannon. She's such a loose cannon. Now, here's what I do trust. I trust that Hammond has ensured enough measures to where they're like, if anything happens with this girl, if anything she seems disappears. unstable, she's gone. Yeah. I... I do, she is arrogant throughout the entire episode, yeah. but I do get, there's something about that moment when they walk through the gate, we'll get to the end. I do think this snapped her together in the way that Sam was planning on it snapping That's her fair. together. That's fair. That's a big leap of faith, though. It's a huge For leap of faith. For someone who works solely on facts... I think, it's such a leap of faith for Sam to make. I I it, I think that it was less of a leap of faith for her strictly because she saw herself in this girl so much. Yeah. 
And I think we have gotten some some ideas that Sam before that we may have been before she got to the academy, but Sam yeah. had a bit of a rebellion and kind of the That's same true. way. She might have had she she might know exactly who she's dealing with. It just seems like it's, it's huge. a yeah. huge risk. Yeah. But I think that's why it was Sam specifically that could make this risk because I think Sam saw herself in this right, girl. Right. And like if if maybe like Daniel would have made this call purely on faith. Yeah. Sam's like, no, I've I've been here. I know the facts exactly. of the situation. All right, that's fair. Um, so like you know, Hammond has seen her file. Not every he's like, not everyone's cut out to be an Air Force officer. Yeah. And Sam's like, look, I am positive that if she can get one glimpse of this as her future, she mm-hmm. will snap to and graduate the top of her class and become an officer worthy of serving under Hammond's command, which yeah. is like top notch. That's yeah. not just good officer. That's like batshit well, fucking awesome that's officer. That's like going all in on a bet. Like, it is. Sam's not just saying like, no, I'm, I've got a hand. I can stay in this game. She's like, I'm putting all my chips on this And one. I think Hammond agrees to this because he knows that Sam would not just take this risk for anything. Yeah, I was going to say, it works in Sam's favor that she's not the risk taker yeah. like this usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that she's willing to do this must mean a lot. Exactly. So Hammond buys it because sometimes later Haley is geared up mm-hmm. and walks with Sam through the hallway and she doesn't really understand where they'd be going. I mean, they're undergrounds. <laughs> and Sam tells her that what she's about to see is the best kept secret in the entire world. That's when she goes, hold on to your butt. <laughs> and uh, you should be nervous <laughs> yeah. because everything you thought you knew about the universe is about to be yeah. turned upside down. <laughs> she opens the door to a dialing stargate and Haley is like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> and uh, jumps when a kaboosh is out at yeah. her. Which I'm trying to think of what I would do if I saw something like that. Because she does jump back and it's like, that's actually very natural reaction. It is. Um, I think you can picture, and I, this is, does not work uh, on an audio podcast, mm-hmm. but Grace has seen me. I get this like... I get this this like <laughs> excited thing and it's like this weird excited dance of my hands like dance around <laughs> in this weird way. Like that's basically what I'm doing. They vibrate on their own accord. I yeah. vibrate and I like hop in this like rapid hoppy jumpy thing. Yeah. Like that's basically probably what I'd be doing. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I would do. I think there'd be yelling. There'd be probably some yelling hiding in the corner. Yeah. There would be some <laughs> running and yelling. Um, and, uh, you know, she Sam explains that when she's looking at the event horizon of a wormhole connected to near the Stargate, 42,000 miles, 42,000 light years away, and the easy yeah, part 42. is getting there. 42! <laughs> and I love any shot where we're looking through the back of the Stargate yes. through, and then they disappear. That I was love really it. well done. I did like watching that. It's kind of like you're watching them from the backside of water. It's but only cooler because it's the backside, <laughs> backside of, of water. Water. <laughs> I Probably the same person who did that shot the person who did the really awesome first shot in the That's episode. True. You got some good shot people. Yay. So um, once they're there, Sam's like, no worries. You were just, you know, particleized in the matter stream and then reintegrated. That's yeah. just concerning at all. No big the deal. Uh, and the moon just don't think about it too long. <laughs> <laughs> and the moon looks just like the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> except for that gas giant extra moons in the yeah. sky. Uh, and Jack shows up as a welcoming party and introduced to Haley. Uh, and he has something cool to show him. Yeah, I like seeing Sam being like, I mean, Jack being like, nice guy, like, hey, yeah. welcome aboard. Yeah. Join us. Join us on the moon side, the <laughs> dark the side moon, of the, the moon. moon. Oh, that, that would have been a good AKA. On the the magnetized side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that the AK? It's getting long, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, back in the lab building, Sam and Haley uh, look at the little light that Hamilton's caught in the uh-huh. electrified containment field. Hamilton's like, 
pretty sure it's an energy-based life form. Mm-hmm. Which Haley's immediately like, that's impossible. <laughs> and we're like, haven't you learned anything? You just walked through a fucking Stargate. You just walked through impossible. <laughs> exactly. Expand your horizons, because you've literally expanded your horizons right now. And uh, Hamilton thinks that they have some kind of intelligence from the organization. And cool fact that they can phase through solid matter. Mm-hmm. Haley's like, um, so... Wouldn't, isn't that, like, electrified containment unit thing, like, hurting them? And Hamilton's like, ah, they have no physical body. I don't think they can feel pain at Again, all. Again, I like that this part of her show, she's got a little heart. Yes. It's just, just like the situation with her, with the with the person she was helping train. Yeah. There's a lot of heart to this girl. Yeah. Just, I love that it explains that, that she's not just this calculated robot yeah. intelligent person. Again, she's like Sam. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, but, you know, as Sam points out, if they're intelligent... They're probably not fond of being held captive right. in a cage. Uh, and Jack's like, look, it's time to let that thing go. Find another way of studying it. So reluctantly he does. Yeah. And quickly flies away. After, yeah. like, stopping and basically giving him middle finger. Yeah. And then flying away. He's basically the the guy who, when you were little, there was always those creepy people that would take the wings off of uh, or ladybugs. Like burn ants. Or burn ants. ants. Yeah. He's that creep. Yes. Don't be that creep, guys. Don't be that creep. Um, so sometime later, Hamilton, Lee, and some redshirt scientist are out studying <laughs> the lights in the wild. That poor redshirt. Like, nobody <laughs> deserved that. Hamilton no. deserved that. Hamilton anyway. didn't deserve that. Um, they're looking for the swarm. They can't find it. They go back and forth on the radio. Eventually, redshirt finds one of them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem too happy. Um, but he, it's like aggressive towards him. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. It was the other guy that was hurting you. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, and the, the fairy light does not believe him. He's like, no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> All you humans look alike to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, flies. Humanists. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It, uh, flies through his hand, which clearly does not feel good. No. It attacks again. And soon the whole swarm swarms. Uh, which, the swarmy swarm. The swarmy swarms. swarms. Which can't be good. And over the radio, Bill can hear red shirt yell. Oh. By the time Bill I reaches him... I did feel him, really bad for this red shirt. I know, especially because of what happens right here. Yeah. By the time Bill reaches him, the red shirt is down and what looks like bee stings from hell all oh. over. Bill tries calling for Jack, and the light... The, the fairy makes the radio goes out of his hand, like, pop out of his hand, and then yeah. red shirt reaches out for Bill, and Bill doesn't even reassure him that he'll be back and just runs off to yeah. find Jack. Well, you know, in his... In his defense, he's a scientist. He's not a man of this kind of action. But it's more of like, hey, I'll go get help. It's yeah. more of that reassuring. Yeah. He just basically just, the guy was reaching for him and he turned around and ran. I think his fight or flight instinct kicked in and he was like, flight, flight, 100% flight. Peace. <laughs> um, anyway, so back at camp, Haley chats with Teal'c about how he's not human. Yeah. And no, this isn't his home moon. And yes, the Stargate goes other places. <laughs> yeah. That's when Bill runs up. I love that. It was like a little Sesame Street segment of how we're all different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Bill runs up, uh, gets Jack and Teal. It's brought to you by the letter Yolk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam gets everyone else inside. Jack and Teal run off with Bill. When they make it to Red Shirt, he's already dead. Yeah. Uh, inside the building, Jack is... This part really hurt. Like, for some reason, this Richard, like, kind of hurt when he... Yeah. Like, I was convinced, and I was like, no, he's not dead. Like, no, he's... He's gonna... They're gonna, like, dead. find a way to bring him back. And he'd then... Be, he'd be dead. Even... And I watched again, and I was like, he's not dead, Ryan. It's like, no, he's no, still he'd, dead. He'd be dead. He's still dead. He'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, Jack is not happy with the fact that, you know, he gets back and he's like, I told you guys to be ready when I got here. And yeah. you're like, not fucking ready. What's so they as they try to make it to the gate, Hamilton tries to argue that it was an isolated incident. And maybe, you know, they were just provoked. And Jack's like, why even take the chance? You right. just saw them kill someone. Yeah. Like they're going to. But, you know, before they get much further, they like cut them off. It's just a swarm of light creatures. Yeah. They have to run back into the building. Yeah, yeah, again, but, Sam, Jack's job is keep people alive. Yes. Keep you not dead. So, um, they have about 15 <laughs> seconds until the creatures arrive at the, the habitats. Uh-huh. Uh, so they hope the electrical charge from those zats will do something, and yeah. and Jack's like, what will work? And Sam's like, I just fucking got yeah, here! Yeah, that's my favorite part of this entire, like, section. Sam's like, I don't even fucking live here. I'm not even supposed to be at work today. Like, it's that equivalent. I know. Yeah. Um, so, they take their zats out. Everyone who's not a member of SG-1 hides under the table. Right. The team waits for the lights to arrive. And when they do, they start shooting at the swarms just yeah. randomly. Bro. One group starts attacking Hamilton because he's fucking Hamilton. Yeah. And uh, Teal'c shoots him, which I'm sure Teal'c enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. And they leave him. He's smart. He's yeah. smart afterward. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, and eventually they leave. At some point later, Sam realizes um, that the building is made of aluminum. So she rigged the generator current to the walls of the building. So it electrifies the walls. Now, here's another thing. Way. Is that very convenient or is it common to just make shit out of aluminum? Uh, okay. I will say this. Aluminum is a highly effective. There's a reason planes and shit are made out of it. Because okay. it's a very light, easy to transport thing. So okay. I don't. I, so that's legit. That part's legit. Okay. The question of is like. Like, aluminum itself can carry oxygen really, really, really well. Okay. But aluminum oxide, which is basically as soon as aluminum hits oxygen. Right. Like, not as much. Okay. So, okay. so this is just convenient because There's reasons. usually, like, a crust of aluminum oxide on the outside because it just makes that crust when it's oxygen. Right. Um, and aluminum is almost always mixed with something else. So that kind of question. So it's basically, like... The structure could carry electricity really, really, really well, depending on what it's mixed with. Yeah. Or it could not Real in any shitty. way, shape, or form. Yeah. So. Plot. Yeah. Okay. We're going to assume it's mixed with something that carries electricity really gotcha. well. Gotcha. So, Teal spies a light swarm coming back. So, everyone stands clear of the walls, and Sam lights it up. And you can see the creatures hitting the wall like a giant bug zapper. Oh. Uh, and as long as they have power, they're safe. But the issue is, is that no one can remember who filled the generator last. Yeah. What the fuck? There's not like a sign sheet. Even when yeah. you go to like the grocery store like and say sign, yeah. yeah, the little like I did this last. It's been done. Uh, so they have no clue how long it'll last, and that's <laughs> awesome because it's not like the generator's right outside the building. It's on the other side of the compound in a van down yeah. by the river. Yeah. <laughs> Because reasons. Because reasons. Yeah. Would make sense if the generator's right next to the building, but Why no. would you do that? Why yeah, would you do that? That would make things easier. It's in a van. This episode would be over 10 minutes too soon. Down by the river. <laughs> so again, Sam has an idea to save everyone because that's how she rolls and why yep. she's on the team. Yep. So they need to create a large electrical field around the entire area. And the Stargate is one giant superconductor. <laughs> so you just have to activate it. Ta-da! Easy peasy. Yeah. Which means someone has to go down and head there and then dial out. I nominate Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and Tug's like, whoever goes down there is going to get killed. Yeah. They're going to be dead. <laughs> to death. He's like, no, we just have to hit him with the Zat gun first. It'll alter their body's natural electrical field so the creatures stay away from it. 
uh, just like when Tailgood Hamilton and yeah. then was very happy. Uh, <laughs> we have no clue how long it will last, though. And Haley's like, we'll just shoot him again. <laughs> and Tailgood's like, that's uh... no, this world has a weird rule where two of those shots kills you. Yeah. Just see, these weapons are. Yeah. House Imagine. rule. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game. Two shots is dead. Board game house rule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jack wonders why they even, you know, started attacking in the first place. Sam guesses <laughs> is because we captured one. Yeah, because we were dicks to them. How about that reason? Uh, and Haley's like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> she is going over Red Shirt's astronomical observations, and this moon wasn't formed from the original creation disk of the planet. Uh, which Jack suspected. <laughs> and given his space knowledge, which we know he has, he actually may have suspected that. That may not yeah. be just Jack Snark. That's true. I'll give him that one. Okay, fine. Um, so Red Shirt um, brought, you know, thought this moon was just captured by the planet's gravity mm-hmm. um, when the magnetic field on the planet, like, emanates from the poles, okay. as it normally does, hence a pole. Mm. Uh, so it's strongest there. And just a few days ago, they got near the pole. Right where the lights were first encountered, and okay. they became violent when they passed right over the end of it. So if right. they wait a couple hours, they'll be friendly again. So basically, they got a surge and got surly. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can imagine this actually makes sense as to why they knew that the moon was not formed from the accretion disk. Because the like the accretion disk is like the, the giant mass of stuff that's formed. Like, it's like, it's like a giant, uh, like ball of fluff. And it gets, okay. because it starts spinning because of gravity, it flattens out. Okay. And then as gravity gets stronger, a couple of forms start sticking together, and then more and more and more, and then the gravity's stronger and more and more sticks together. It's like making cotton candy. Make cotton then candy. Dancer. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So it gets flattened out, so it's like when you're on the, the merry-go-round, that yes. really one that kills people, like that should be killing people <laughs> yeah. at playgrounds. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. highly dangerous. Oh, yeah. The you one get- that I did not jump onto while I was spinning when I was little, Mom, <laughs> uh, and bust my lip open. But stuff <laughs> wants to fly, like, out and flatten out. Right. So that's why like all of the planets are kind of in that same like except for you know one crazy badass one but <laughs> they're all um, sort of on the same like level. Plane. Like flat. So okay. Yeah they're on like the same plane. It's okay. because that was the accretion disk. So Got it. that's why when you look at Jupiter if the, we're going to say this is like the Jupiter planet uh, most of its moons are kind of it's, like Saturn has its rings. Right. Right. And it's they're all around the same, the same thing because that was the accretion disk. Got well, it. This moon is going over the pole of the planet, okay. which is not where that would have flattened out to. So it doesn't. So that's why they can say that it probably wasn't one of it was the just, original. It was just captured by the gravity. It's just extra fluff. flying in at an extra angle. Okay. So, there's it. Got it. And Grace will see. That was off the top of my head. That was a bonus Stargate <laughs> Science Corner. None of that is written. I had no thoughts of saying um, any on of that. Cotton candy. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. The cotton candy moon. Cotton candy I am moon. a child <laughs> <laughs> who likes sugar. Um, so and and but anyway, they'll be fine in a couple hours. It'll right. be friendly. But they're like the generators aren't gonna last that long. Um, and Sam's like, look, you know. If my idea is true, they're just going to get more pissed off the longer we wait. Right. Haley flat out says, you're not right. I am. Yeah. She's not. And Sam's, down. Sam's like, cadet, you don't know that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they spar ideas for a couple minutes. Both can't be right, Sam tells Jack. You mm-hmm. know, there's evidence that both could be right. But we don't have enough evidence to tell which one, like, right. which side of this coin it is. So this is where you see the reflection of um, 
wisdom. Yes. You know, she knows enough to know that she may not be right. Whereas um, Haley's young enough to think that there's no way she's wrong. the shadow of a doubt, she's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a beautiful little take on that without making it an obvious, like, I'm older and wiser and I know better. Yeah. And Haley's like, look, Colonel, don't just dismiss my idea. Dismiss my idea because you expect Sam to be right. And Jack's like, it doesn't matter who's right. The decision's already made. Right. Um, Sam clarifies to Haley that if he makes a run for the gate, he's only risking his own life. If Mm -hmm. he goes on Sam's plan, he's risking his life. If he waits and goes on Haley's, he's risking everyone's. Yeah. And Jack just can't do that. It's just, it's not even a decision he can make. Right. So Jack tells him that as soon as the gate's open, everyone's to run, not bring anything. That means you, Hamilton, if you pick up one file folder, Sam is to shoot him. See, that's the problem is because I would be that jerk. Oh, I'd totally be that jerk. I'm like the person who thinks about... You know, when you get in a plane and yeah. they're like, if yeah. you need to exit, don't take any of your stuff with oh, you. Oh, no, I'm taking I'm the like thing the under the chair. I'm like the one that's like, bullshit, I'm taking this. <laughs> like, under my chair I'm bringing with me. I'm going to be that idiot. Yeah, that thing I'm bringing with me. Like, I'm not leaving. And, and I don't want to be that person, but I am. Oh, I'm. I am. Fat bag underneath, I'm coming with Mine. Me. <laughs> need this. Um, and so Jack prepares to shoot. Teal prepares to shoot Jack with his ass. Yeah. Jack wants a warning. And Teal goes, I am going to shoot you <laughs> that doesn't work you and know what that's like that's such a shitty line it's like when you tell someone hey can you remind me yeah, to do this i later? do that and all they the time i really tell you i do that fuck all you guys the time. you and boyfriend jesse the like <laughs> so you have to clarify when we get home <laughs> yeah tell me later <laughs> or if someone just says later i'll be like 30 seconds well it's later now <laughs> yeah, that's true anyways just shoots jack it feels great little tingly feeling yeah brain's not fuzzy at all crystal clear <laughs> great feeling uh sam cuts the generator power jack makes a run for it a little zigzaggy for a second uh jack runs for it and that charge works we find out the creatures don't want to go near him he crouches by the dhd waiting for the swarm to attack and they don't for a bit he starts dialing yeah once he gets to the fourth one though the zat charge wears off and yeah. he falls to the ground and the creatures attack him yep uh suddenly there's a zat gun blast hits the ground near him naturally teal comes to the rescue because dun, 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 dun. fucking teal yeah, he's not staying back there he was never staying <laughs> no, back there staying all of that was there. like bullshit you're just a distraction so i you're come up behind you bait. yeah you're yeah. <laughs> jack is the bait <laughs> um but jack is able to finish dialing and with the fresh new stargate electrical charge all the creatures scatter yes So Jack says he'll never complain about mosquitoes again. I will always complain about mosquitoes, by the way. Central Florida will make you do that. Uh, Everywhere I've been. (laughs) I can go any... There can be a place that doesn't have mosquitoes, and I will find a way to get mosquito bites. Uh, Shortly later, as everyone's running to coming up to the gate, Jack is just sitting there on the stairs. (laughs) Just like, go. Just fucking go. Just leave me here. Lee tells Jack that he owes him his thanks, and Hamilton does, to his credit, say that he owes Jack an apology. Yeah. That's, That's like not the, the same as apologizing. No, it's not. <laughs> you still owe him the apology. Um, Haley wants to know if they'll ever find out which of them is right. And Sam's tells her that, you know, if you stick around, maybe. And there's always more planets. <laughs> but this is a moon. Yeah. <laughs> and they walk through. And I'm stuck going... You brought gear with you that yeah. you were not then... You left P90s and shit yeah. on the planet. Like, let alone all of your research. 
Collateral so damage. You're tell, telling me you're just gonna leave that shit there. It's done now. I'm guessing they're rigging up a portable electrical field. That's gotta be. I mean, and you like, can't take it back. with you then. Yeah. yeah. So rig up a little portable electrical field so I can just like go back in the little electricity bubble. Yeah. And like gather all the shit. You can't touch me. I have a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, because what else are you going to do? Otherwise, you're risking lives, and that's the whole point of this, is exactly. that you don't risk lives that exactly. are unnecessarily risked. Um, I dug the lesson here. Yes. The lesson here for her was, you Suck don't always up, get the answer. Well, yeah, that's part of it, but it's this idea that you don't always get an answer. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't always get an answer, you, have, just, you just stay alive. We have no clue which one of them's right. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. And it was a cool lesson for her to learn because, yeah, when you're younger, that's the thing is you want an answer. And mm-hmm. as you get older, you realize sometimes there's not an answer. There's sometimes no answer. it's just like, let's just fucking keep staying alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're still alive. Uh, okay. uh, 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 staying alive. Staying alive. Everybody's shaking it there. Everybody's quicking. Staying alive. Staying alive. No. <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> That is pretty much an indication that this episode should end soon. (laughs) Next up is Entity. I actually, like, it. this is not for me, like, drinking a dram of whiskey. This is just because I've, this is after, like, an eight-hour, nine-hour workday. You guys are getting real loopy people. Loopy podcast. Uh, (laughs) So next up is Entity. Um, That's all I'll say about that one. Okay. It's good. I do like this episode. Okay. Uh, we, for our counts, we had one indeed. Okay. Um, and I couldn't find a Deloise cameo. Again, if anyone knows the Deloise is in this episode, please tell us. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so we were up to nine indeeds. I may have missed a couple, but as far as I know, we're up to nine, nine indeeds. Nine-ish indeeds. Um, again, if we've missed one. Ish is my out. favorite number. Ish is my <laughs> Ish is the loneliest number. Ish is, ish is like grace time. Like... <laughs> Uh, nine-ish. I will be there at nine-ish. So that's like that means anywhere nine forty-five. Yeah, anywhere between nine thirty and ten <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does this? Uh, you like the episodes? Does it go in your top five? It does not for me. I will tell you right now. I really like it, but not enough to put it in the. Okay. It just doesn't feel like it. Just doesn't break that top five. Th- now this will be an episode that I think I'll come back to if I just want to watch an episode. Yeah. This yeah. is definitely a. Fun it's a good one-off. Yeah. But yeah, no, it doesn't hit the count. It's just fun. It's a fun message. It, you know, it's cool to see uh, Sam find someone to like take yeah. under her wing, so to speak. Yeah. I, I'm still like a little uncertain. I don't think I would have been able to do that. To, to trust any oh, gotcha. kid that much and been like, mm, no, fuck her. Give her two years. <laughs> Tell me how she's doing in two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I very, like, there may have been ways that she could have gotten her a hint without actually showing the Stargate part. Right. Like, some of the research they've gotten, maybe show her, like, the the Naquita reactor. Right. You know what I mean? Show her some of the technology without actually going through the I Stargate. Think I think, you know what it is, is I think I would just make her work for it a little harder. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you, if you show her... You can still bring her onto the base and, like, show her a Naquita reactor. Show her... But then that opens questions. It's it may like, open questions. Yeah. It may, but you still would rather want her questioning when a knackered reacts. She's still signing the same non-disclosure that's contract. Fair. Yeah. And sh- give her like, give her like this nice little taste that's gonna like, give make her happy for a while, and then yeah. if she does shape up, then yeah, I give this episode five fireflies <laughs> out of fireflies. <laughs> five out of number. <laughs> 
guys, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes because and, everyone who does is awesome. And listen for us on For Geek's Sake uh, on two days from now. Yes. Yeah. On, on Thursday, the number. Wait, 6th? 6th. Love you guys. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.